Hello and welcome to Like Mother, Like Son, Like Movies. I'm I'm Aaron and I'm here with my mother Lisa. Hello, here I am. And uh, uh, today we are going to talk about The Irishman from uh, Martin Sorcest that came out uh, 2019. In Netflix. And, um, in Netflix. Hmm? Yeah, on Netflix. And it also had some theatrical screenings. Uh, yeah, before, so it can take part in Oscars. Yeah, and actually I'm very surprised because I, I it, they, they started the screenings on theaters um, some time before they released it on Netflix. Mm. And I I had the initial like expectation that they are going to uh, they are going to stop showing it in the cinemas because everybody's going to see it on the Netflix anyway. Mm-hmm. So they are not going to get money out of seeing it in the theater. So they are just going to replace it with other movies or something like this. Like that, would expect that that would happen with like Netflix yeah. uh, releases and stuff like this. And they there was like one I remember like. Back in the time, there was like one cinema, like somewhere mid Belgium, some small village that was showing the Irish <laughs> man. <laughs> and I thought that that's my only option to see the film in the cinema. Oh, yeah. So maybe I should go and see it there. Yeah. Like make a car ride. And I think it was French part, mm. even, and stuff like this, that it was like a um, crazy <laughs> idea. And. But then, but then, like I, I didn't, I didn't had the time, and I didn't like I, I could have been fun with friends and stuff like this. But it's like okay, it didn't really happen. And then now it has been already a long time on Netflix, and it's still showing in some cinemas, like in uh, Antwerp. Oh, really? Cinema cartoons. I think it's like still there. You should see it in the big cinema. Um. Yeah. Well, the thing, like. What, now we kind of nice have a nice bridge to the uh, how I got to see it in the end is that well it's like three and a half hour movie yes and <laughs> <laughs> and my the problem was that I don't I, it's it's very hard for me to find the time to see the movie because yeah. it's like I usually it's even like a little bit over two hour movies like yeah like. Like once upon a time in Hollywood, it's like uh, hard to find the moment to see that because my time, like I have a family life, and our time, my time can be so limited mm. to find like the mom, good moments to see the film. So I have a whole list of like movies that are like way over two hours. Yeah, that I just I don't have the moment to see them, and I'm like really, really expected to see them. And and the Irishman was like. Like a dream movie to see at one point, like when, but I, I didn't know when I was able to see it. And then last this Monday, I I just had the in like like the the, the right time. So you know, the kid the kid went to sleep er, like early. Uh, I was alone at home. There was nothing else that I had to do, you know. And I was like, okay, shit, this is like my my opportunity. I finally saw it. Yeah, and you, so you saw it at home in Netflix. Yeah, so I I have like a beamer, like mm, a projector, yeah. so it was quite nice to see it like a big screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not as big, but like and 
Um, so it was like I have the opportunity to kind of see movies in a, in a nice cinema mm-hmm. way. And it's uh, also a nice home. I have a very cozy home, so it's nice to see at home. Yeah. And it was a very nice experience. I, I, I was so excited and it was so such a wonderful time to mm. see it that I and then uh, just happened to that day to get the news that David Lynch released a new short film on Netflix. Yeah. But I think it's not a new film, like it's already some years ago he did it. I don't know, but they like released it now. I, I'm not really sure. It's called uh, What Did Jack Do? Yeah, so it's like <laughs> David Lynch interrogating a, a, a monkey. And a, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like 17 minutes. So I was like, hey, it's a party. I'm going to see an experimental short film by David Lynch as an appetizer just to get into the boots. And this is like, this is what they should do in the cinemas, you know, like just show. Appetizers. Yeah, show like nice little short film appetizers before movies instead of advertising and trailers and stuff like yeah, this. Like that, that's yeah, that's a nice... Okay, yes. To get into yeah. the mood, you know, and stuff like this. And, exactly. Oh, it was so nice, like... To, to, so you saw Yeah, it? so I saw what, what, <gasps> what did Jack do, and oh, it was really, really wonderful. Yeah. Going into the Irishman, like, um, it was really long. For me, not. You know? I I I was expecting that it's long, but no, I didn't feel at all. I was all damn r- r- riveted in t- from beginning to the end. I didn't feel at all. And the next day I watched it again. Uh-huh, really? I have seen it twice. Yeah, and I di- still didn't feel like wow. uh, like it's yeah. Yeah, like like some some people were kind of shocked of the of the length of the movie. And it was like coming out and they learned it like, oh, it's going to be like more than three hour. Like, oh my God, like, what is this? But then like, I, I think it's a it's an interesting comparison to that these days when we are watching like series that are like mini, mini, mini series, <laughs> like movies that can be like, like eight hours long in the end. And or nine hours. Or hour, even more, or like Twin Peaks uh, or something. Mm. And like... People pinch watch like Breaking Bad like endlessly for a whole like weekend, mm. and then but then they cannot like watch a three and a half hour movie compared to that. And it's kind of interesting but that they they don't like it's it's somehow a different thing. But but I heard about people who made the from Irishman a series like they look at it in three nights. Yeah. Oh my god. Cut it, and that's that's horrible. I yeah. think. But but anybody anybody can do what they like. Yeah. But for but me, I cannot because I saw I I now I remember I saw like circulating this weird meme on the internet or something like concept that people were like like picking the scenes and points where you can cut you know <laughs> and kind yeah. of like giving these yeah. templates of like so when 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 that character says that thing. And that moment, so then cut. That's the end of that episode, and then the next episode yeah. is like they're like creating a it whole. It must be fun. That's really yeah, it weird. must be fun yeah. for them, but but for me, it was such a story that I got into it from the beginning to the end. Yeah, and that's that's where we we kind of like like because I think this length and this like how the movie plays out is a is a kind of a really a central point for me. Because I don't, I didn't mm. say it as a negative thing in the beginning. 
this this yeah. is a long ass movie. Because to yeah, me, yeah. that was the most interesting thing about this whole movie. Yeah, is like the length, yeah. but how how well it played out. It was like exactly what you said that it didn't feel that long. Because this this to me felt like like I didn't feel like the extra hour in yeah. it. Like it's it was mm-hmm. just it it went so smoothly and and the flow was so natural and. I was with this character so well, and it just felt like it, it started yeah. where it had to be and it ended where it had to be, and I didn't really mind. I just, I, I, for me, I, the only problem was for me to like, okay, do I have enough time to watch this? But as much as when I had the time to just sit down and enjoy it, I was like, it was like, like a warm blanket, the whole movie. I think it was some kind of, it's like a dance in a way that all these men, the characters, these three main characters and the others, they just flow into the story in such a way that you don't feel bored. Uh, or to say that word even with courses. <laughs> but but that, the, that it was standing its time three and a half hours with easily. Yeah, exactly, and I think you're very precise, like very right, correct when you are talking about comparing it to a, like a dance, because uh, like a choreography, or because I I really kind of in the end when I was thinking about the movie, I really kind of compared it to a like a whole ballet performance yeah. where you the because it it has this like this this momentum of how the drama goes kind of up and down and faster and s- slower and it's it feels like a like a classical composition you know yeah and the other man takes takes from where the other one leaves and they continue yeah and then it kind of like because that that's the, that's why i kind of like go against the series thing because like when when you do series like breaking bad the the strength of those series and like like better call soul is how well like like the individual episode is constructed and how it kind yeah. of plays out and then into like the how how the yeah, next episode picks it up from there and they have kind of yeah. like this this wonderful kind of micro flow within that episode so when you take a whole movie like like especially this movie you i it's very hard to start like cutting it apart because it flows so well within in its own Land structure and yes. and 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 mm. and, mm. and that was really like 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 for me kind of like noticeable because like it's it's so long and it's kind of like biographical and it goes into different um, time periods and ages that it's very kind of note noteworthy to say or to to point out that Martin Sources didn't chose not to use any chapter titles like Tarantino yeah. uses. Yeah. Because that would yeah, make yeah. it much more easier to kind of follow and to kind yeah. of characterize to, to com, uh, compartmentalize. You know, yeah. to kind of like, okay, so this is this period and this now this is this chapter. And he doesn't do it. The whole story plays out in one continuous flow that just jumps from one scene to another and it just builds on and on and on 
and the 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 line the red line like the what's going on in there it's it's the traveling to the to the wedding when they started in the beginning they travel to the wedding yeah. and in the end they go to the wedding and there it all is gathering the momentum yeah. although the real thing in the end it's yeah it's genius it's yeah yeah <laughs> so exactly. pleasurable. And, 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 and it's 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 it, uh, i was thinking about it a lot during the movie like how this would play out like a series like you could expand this to a whole epic story like a breaking bad where you have seasons and you can like like but but i felt like that was much more like something much more natural to be done in once upon a time in hollywood Exactly. But not That's here, what I, because like I want to say the same yeah. thing. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. that. I can that that I could see much more. But here, this movie really feels like like how you say like this red line that you you kind of it 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 it, it feels like there's there's just enough material and scenes to and for the length and for the for the momentum to go. And it it's it's kind of like. I, because of this film, I, I started to much more, because I was already thinking about it before this movie, like, there, um, I, I remember I noticed it, and I like, started consciously looking at it during the Wolf of Wall Street, but now I really started with this movie, I started to look at Sorcese's editing in his yeah. movies, and especially the, the editor that he works with, who is uh, called Thelma Schoonmaker. Yes. And who has been, like, yeah. done, like, every movie of Martin Sources after Raging Bull. And they work very closely together on every movie. And, like, Obviously, we already talked yeah. about it, like, off, off rec- record, about how Martin Sources likes to be part of writing. And... Uh, like he's very involved in the writing process of his movies, but he's also very involved in staging the shots and like camera work. Like he's very mm-hmm. conscious and he wants to like develop that always with the, the cinematography, mm-hmm. with the DP, and like and and he really like like Thelma, she herself said that editing is like Sources's favorite part of filmmaking. Oh, that's that, a real that, thing. It's like many others, those uh, real good ones. Yeah, like he, mm-hmm. that's where he enjoys to be, where he sees that the movie is coming together as a whole mm-hmm. and they, they really do it like like a kind of a collaboration and they discuss a lot of stuff and things and they agree and disagree. And they're like Thelma said that they're like a married couple in the editing room and yeah. how they work, how the dynamic work. And I, and I like, I... No, I, I was thinking about it a lot because these movies, this this wouldn't work if if it wouldn't if the editing wouldn't really tie together because of that length and the the decision to lose the chapters, like or, or not include mm-hmm. them at all. I don't know about the book, um, and 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 the whole flow of it feels very heavy on like kind of this um, kind of associative uh, sequences. Like there, there is not like. Um, let me let me kind of give you an example. Like like Tarantino really knows how to do scenes, 
Yeah. You know, like he 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 really likes to build them up and have this mm. like long kind of warm up, and then <laughs> and then kind of get the scene somewhere, and then like uh, like 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 Inglorious Bastards, the beginning scene mm. or somewhere, or like like from the very first, like Jackie Brown and Reservoir Dogs, like he 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 really likes to to, to dwell <laughs> yeah. in the meat of the scene, you know, and like like. We all like when we think about Tarantino, we just we we all the time think about his scenes. You know, Pulp Fiction this, this is just a, full of scenes that are tied together. Kind of humor in him, a lot of humor in him. Yeah, and 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 humor when I talk about it. scenes and like how his movies are like scenes tied together, yeah, of course every movie is scenes tied together. You know, but like you can really feel in Tarantino that that it, his movies live in within individual scenes that then like Pulp Fiction is a very good example of that like he really like literally decided to just take scenes separate and just mm. replace them in different time moments of the of the story and that's it like it's kind of a crazy movie in that sense and mm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a is still a very good example of this practice that he does yeah that, he's doing it oh. that they are just this like wonderfully crafted scenes where you kind of dwell in and then you kind of come back up at the end and then we have like a transition to the next scene where it's like he's guiding you as a group you know okay we come into this room and then we there's something crazy happening in that room and then okay let's go to the next room like like once upon a time in hollywood like the remember the leonardo dicaprio scene where he where he we see him acting in the bar and and, mm. and 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 you 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 literally like dive into the scene of the movie where he's like and then he fails it and he has to try again and it, you you suddenly realize that you are emerged into the <laughs> moment and that's Tarantino's the, the strength and that was the same in Martin Scorsese's Wolf of Wall Street i remember seeing that movie that it was much more these kind of well-crafted scenes that then are kind of more tied together. And that was like, to me, the best part of the movie was that every scene felt like a short film of itself. Like Leonardo DiCaprio uh, in his like drug trip where he's yeah. like immobile. That's a whole like kind of short movie by itself. And then we kind of just transition to a next scene. And it was just kind of this way of kind of uh, jumping from scene, like like a very established. It's all like every scene felt like a set piece by itself, you know. Mm. And this movie in, in Irishman, how he does it is that Irishman kind of has that same feel where, but in here every every of that kind of in set piece of a scene is kind of intersect into each other and you don't really mm -hmm. realize how you're transitioning suddenly to the next scene. Yeah, and I think it happens between those men. Yeah, for sure. They're all picked up by, by purpose, these three men. The main characters, the others too. But they're picked up and then they are put, built up kind of a what you call correlation. Yeah, it all the time plays off of them each other. Like like a good example of this what exactly what you're saying is like for example the the scene where 
Um, <laughs> I, I was often laughing at Iris fan because it was quite funny. Many of the scenes, like for example, the scene where uh, Frank Sharon, the Robert De Niro's character, has to go between uh, Jimmy Hoffa and Joe Pesky's character. What was his name? Uh, yeah, it was the mafia uh, director. Russell, I, Russell. So, like, no. between Russell and the other union leaders, like, mm. and then uh, that, that they were saying to Robert De Niro, you know, like, you have to tell Al Pacino, you know, you have to tell him that, you know, he cannot do that. And then we just jump cut into with Al Pacino. And then Al Pacino is like, well, you tell yeah. them that I'm not yeah, going yeah. to do that. And, and they do it so this time they are just they are honed into a perfect uni, uni, unity like union what a, union man what a, what the perfect union like it's uh, this okay I, I I just love that film it was yeah. a deep satisfaction for me and the uh, Joe Pesci it's uh, this time uh, he did such a job that it's real pity he's not going to get Oscar. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, because Brad Pitt came. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of now I saw Albert, this, this Irishman and I, I liked Brad Pitt a lot in the Hollywood, but I, yeah, they, they so were pretty Pesci, good. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, and Al Pacino was, it's a pity for him because it's a role of his life. Real good, and he's not shouting and yelling oh, so oh, much. Not he's so keeping much. Him, <laughs> he's <laughs> he keeping himself. No, time. not at all as, as he usually does. Oh, yeah, it was maybe a tiny bit, but it, it was it was pretty pretty crazy. Mm. Mm. I, and it was just just right to have this girl there, also, you know, just right that it's it's this daughter here and there, and oh, that's yeah. all the women we have. No. But yeah, and the wives. No, but, but they, not so yeah, much. Yeah, not so much. But yeah, it, the girl was important. Yeah. Mm, yeah, but um, the 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 so so the the editing was the 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 acting for sure was amazing. Editing was just amazing. I for sure editing has to. Like, I'm I'm so far this is Oscar worthy. Like more than Oscar, this is. This is what you should show in the schools. Yeah. You know, you should show this this film as an this example. This film like, for all the children, just, all the children in the world. Just <laughs> show them. Look, look at how you can make three and a half hour movie not feel boring or not like. I and I was like, there's there's a kind of a beauty in watching movies where you know because, like, I'm going on with this editing, but like like movies that where it's going on and on. And this is with Union and Jimmy Hoffa that I don't know. Like it's 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 yeah, that very big, a lot of story. Yeah, so there's a, a lot of and, and anyways clear clear. Yeah, but I, I I didn't I didn't I was often confused of 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 many things and also age age I was confused and I will come to that later on. Yeah. Um. But um. There's a kind of beauty in those kind of films. Like uh, the best example is of course like all the presidents men. Where yeah, you don't have any complex, idea what's happening. Very complex story. And but 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 you are still in with the movie. You are so immersed yeah. in the moment and and you keep with it all. And it is 
Now lately I saw it again and it was very clear, all of it. Yeah. It's it's a rare thing to know to do a film where you can... It's a complex story with a clean, clear thing. Yeah, so... Understand. So, so... And, and then that also the, the lightning was really, really good. The like, lighting? Light, the lighting, yeah. Like how... Maybe you can kind of compare it to the cinematography. Like may, uh-huh. maybe I maybe you have to give it to the camera work itself, but it's yeah okay. Let's talk about maybe it's instead more the cinematography. But there's some it's like half and half cinematography. Like I sometimes cinematography could could have worked much better uh, because of certain things that I can I will come back to later on. But just sometimes the, the light of the scene was so beautifully placed and. And 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 like like how how it how how light worked with characters in the scene was like mm. it's beautiful compositions. Like you you told mm. me that there's so many scenes that you can you can draw and paint. Yeah, yeah. There are so many attractive scenes to paint when there are those. I love the human characters to draw them mm. in situations. But I I think that. That uh, what happened here with uh, the Irishman is that Martin Scorsese could, at in the end, you know, as the age he is now, he could give his best, his professionalism. Mm-hmm. There it is, and he had the right people to do it with. So you think? So you you mean that you he did it? He did uh. it. Like like his best. He could he do could it. Do it. He, he he was able to do it with this film. He picked the right mm-hmm. film, right movie, and right story with the right people. He was really lucky mm-hmm. that everybody is alive still. <laughs> yes, just enough. So just <laughs> all those technical stuff too, which has been doing with him all these years and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I really I really enjoy Martin Sources towards that he's not afraid to experiment and to use technology and to because he's such a he I like I feel like he has done all of it. So and <laughs> and that was for me like kind of the funny aspect of it is that it felt like and and, and metal kind of joined in halfway. So he came home and and it and and he also like pointed out that it it it's like a lot of it's like old men acting old men fighting with each other and I think like little kids most of, <laughs> most of the movie that's how the movie plays out they are like come on man like can you stop <laughs> fighting about this stuff you know like like Simi Hoffa is going crazy of every turn and you know like just calm down for a second you know like and and then another fight comes up and <laughs> they cannot like. Just be, and it's kind of, and 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 it's a, it's a kind of a, I I I I grew this kind of, I I grew this crow grew uh, this sympathy for Robert De Niro because his he felt like his his face mm-hmm. to me looked like a dog's face how he's like his his like a bulldog or something that his his mouth was like all the time in this frown yeah. and then and then he he had this like the 
the most friendliest eyes, like the sad eyes all throughout the movie, and he was always kind of sad, and 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 but then he was so happy with his friends. He had these mm-hmm. friends, you know, that he could hang out with, and he was so happy with them. And, and there was these moments of when they were talking Italian and tasting the Italian. Food. Yeah, yeah, no, this this fondness and this warmth between these mm-hmm. friends, and I started to it, it, to me it it's like it's like uh, you know like my little pony friendship is magic, you know, like it's it's about friendship, <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's uh, guys being friends to each other, and and so it kind of felt sad a lot of times that they. They had to start fighting and stuff because you could feel that Frank Sharon, like Robert De Niro, just wanted everybody to be friends. Mm-hmm. You know, why cannot we just get along? You know, it was so sad when when Al Pacino starts to go off, you know, and he's like trying to tell mm-hmm. him like, "This is it, man. This is it. This is what. This is what it is." You know. And yeah, yeah, that's a great, uh, great part of that. this movie. Is but, full yeah. of great lines. Like, it's like that, like yeah, it, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, and so it's, that will stay in in the cinema history for sure. Yeah. And then he had to stand that horrible disappointment when he was given the order in the end. Yeah, Meryl couldn't understand oh. why he did it because, but but he just like he explains it already in the beginning that he's a soldier and he does, and that kind of uncovers the. The, the the brutality of the whole thing is that it's yeah. it, it there it in the end their friendship cannot overcome yeah. their coldness their in the cold business. blood way of yeah. living that it's it's very brutal like end results because of that because of like There's how a l- lot of philosophy in that film yeah and and I have to say that like um that's that's the best part of it is the the friendship and the evolution of friendship and how it starts and how they and and it really is like this warmth you can feel between like between these people this kind of loyalty and brotherhood and friendship and and the betrayal of all of that comes even harder because of that and it you, it, it that that's really something that stays with the character after that until the end and until and moment. we saw the end, yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's great. But then the the there there is there's a weakness in the movie that mm. that kind of doesn't doesn't make the movie less in that sense. Like because all of that friendship and all of that what makes the story so great is is still there and it's it's great, but it it. If the movie wants to say something about age, yeah. I feel like there it kind of um, comes very short. Uh, and you think so? Yes, because um, like like if if the movie wants to show like the the time of of these characters growing up and like to old age from twenty to. 76 something I, I, I read mm. that that's kind of the, the earliest yeah. is 20 and the uh, yeah. oldest is like 76 something that um, it doesn't really come across that well because um, they because of the de-aging digital effect 
Yeah, it's broke my heart really, but I don't think it is. It's there's something in it that it's not a disaster. It's it's not a disaster because it it would be a, a horrible disaster if it would come uh, between the performance itself of of acting and and looking at the characters on screen like now the Cats movie that is playing or any Robert Semerick's uh, digital movies where characters are like not blinking even like it just mm. some like if if it would be uncanny then. Mm. It it would really disturb, you know, like it, it and it it works surprisingly well. You just don't think about it that yeah that, that it's digital in that sense. Like 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 the, the the digital effect looks really kind of natural, you know. It's 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 not well com- not hundred percent not no not one hundred percent but the it, pain in it 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 it, it is mm. it. It works well enough, and and that that's yeah. that that mm. saves the other whole other half of the film because you no, know, but but the de aging it itself was kind of like come came shallow because like I I don't understand there's no reason really why well this movie maybe should have done if earlier when Robert De Niro <laughs> was more closer to forties. So, <laughs> yes, and then because he's mostly forties in the film, so they should have done it in, in his forties, and then they, they could have then they could yeah. have older him for the older scenes, like like they did it in Goodfellas. They just made his hair gray and stuff like this. I think he might have been forties during Goodfellas, or maybe maybe older. Um, no, no, actually, I, I I checked it out. You know when Robert De Niro was forty? No, when King of Comedy. <laughs> that came out the year when he was like around forty. So, imagine yourself like Robert De Niro in this movie in Irishman when he was a truck driver and starting out like doing like uh, hitman stuff like that. That that should have been Robert De Niro in King of Comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like so, um, so so so. The the face is kind of good enough. It could be better. I have seen. Um, YouTube videos of people making much better versions, yeah. making much more believable, like younger stuff, and uh, in a much cheaper technology uh, and stuff like this. Uh, and it, it, it really looks quite. So really why, cool. why, why does? Um, I think I think the 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 like the YouTube uh, examples they they might have is because it's more ex- like testing and experimental and then it's like hey see you know you could just go with this but then when you make a big ass movie like this i think they went a safe road you know they went safe uh, that's why because they, they have a lot of money to go into and testing out different ways and uh, stuff like millions this millions and millions and if of they would try to go a little bit further they could have like spoiled the whole movie they would oh. have lost like millions of dollars. It can be that. So they kind of yeah. went safe, and and you can see that it's like they are old, but just smooth, smooth skin. Mm-hmm. They just removed the wrinkles, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see that. So you can. They are still old, but they are just like smoother old. 
that's yeah. the weird thing. That's that's the weird thing. And I think yeah, that that's that, what bothered me. Yeah, and that and that I think is was because they they played it safe in order to but save. But well, how do you explain money. that? How do you explain that they played it safe in that? But the whole thing, the whole movie, is a big risk. Well, I think it's a, it was a risk that Sorcis could handle. As a director, uh-huh. he he has to have the confidence for his project and what he wants to do. And I think this movie, in all what it came out, is the furthest that Sorcis himself had the confidence to hold together. And it is brilliant movie, and it is a miracle that it even works in in editing. You know, like I love to hear that and that it's a brilliant movie. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant movie. movie. <laughs> but he doesn't know everything about the digital effect. Like, no, like I'm he, he said, nothing. he didn't know what was what they what they actually did. And many times, like I heard the conversation, like on Netflix, there is this very wonderful conversation between yeah, yeah, I saw Robert that. De Niro, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, yeah. and the sources. And they talk about the de-aging process, and they they talk about kind of being in a way oblivious of it. They don't didn't really understand it completely, and yeah. they didn't really mm. think about it. And they, that's how they wanted it, because they they said that they didn't want any balls on their heads and stuff like this, because that would be ridiculous mm. to try in the set itself. And I really appreciate that 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 you kind of try to push it to hide. The, oh, the special yeah. effect during the production that's really interesting way of making the movie so you don't have to think yeah. about it but the, the the problem that came out from that is that the they 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 stopped thinking about their physical performance and that's mm-hmm. where my problem comes in is that the face is like good enough okay you smoothen it out it doesn't have so much freckles um, although I was really still confused because it was still old Robert De Niro on a twenty-year-old <laughs> body, and like I don't because he looked very different when he was twenty. Like Mean Street was ten year. Oh, taxi driver. Yeah, well, Mean Street was ten year. He was thirty on a Mean Street, uh, mm. and he was pretty young there. So, like, he should this should have just been a different actor or something like this, or just digitalize him completely, or. They, Whatever. They were discussing them. Anyway, so um, but but then when they move, it's it's an old guy body. Like in mm. the, in, I was kind of confused from the very beginning when he when he's forty, he's supposed to be forty. I, they never talked about their age, so I never know what age I'm supposed to think. But when I'm looking at afterwards, I'm like, okay, so that was supposed to be forty, and when I saw it, it's this. <laughs> it's like. I'm like watching like like how he he we we talked about uh, um, in our Hercule Poirot episode we talked <laughs> about that in the who was the the Albert Finney Albert Finney's Hercule Poirot that he didn't have a neck <laughs> so this is that that was Robert De Niro's problem in this film he didn't have a neck he was all he his shoulders were very much like. It's it's very bad to say. I'm very sorry. I, I didn't mean it. I don't mean it that way. But he, I, it is. It, you, if you see the film in the very beginning, he's a truck driver, and yeah, it's a little bit cold, of course. But he, he often he just has his like, yeah, his his shoulders to his neck, his his back, and he's like, and and he has his hand is like, yeah, yeah. kind of in a in a crooked way, and it's like just just the same way that when he's older, 
in the movie. Yeah, um, and that explains when Joe Pesci comes home bloody young into the house. Mm-hmm. With the, and the wife said, look, I'll wash it off. I I was really shocked when I saw him and I thought this old man is supposed to be... He looked old also. Exactly. He came home as a young man, as an old, old man. And watched at his wife and I first didn't understand what's going on here. Yeah, exactly. Like, the body, not the face, the body. Yeah, old. the body, exactly. And, and that was... That, that, that really heard it the movie experience for me uh most of the time because it i i i really it it, it was so confusing and it, it because the age is important for the movie also mm-hmm. because you have you're supposed to kind of notice this 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 epic life cycle lifetime like story of mm-hmm. these people that 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 it really a lot of effort for me to suspend my my sense of disbelief to kind of to 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 fake it and to just kind of like okay he's supposed to be yeah like, as, I, I as, also I just took it because it's, I want to be in the story but but what could they do otherwise yeah like like just the same oh, way no, as no. if in another movie like let's say Godfather two when you have um you have uh, Marlon Brando as the old Godfather and then we jump back in time when Robert De Niro plays like the younger uh, version of that, you are make you are doing a suspense of disbelief in thinking that that's the same character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's that's two different characters, and yeah. they couldn't have done it any other way. But yeah. it's it's important. Like in a book, you don't have to think about this. You can just jump wherever you want. But in a movie, it's, you have to think about this stuff. And sources so made that kind choice of, anyway. Yeah, it's it's kind of and and I understand that it it if using different actors you come into a whole other problem in, in your movie because Robert De Niro is so central to this story. Yeah, he needs that, that guy with his his guyness, his energy, his everything. Yeah. You, you can't change him to somebody and, and 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 I'm not completely along with the idea that you would completely digitalize him for younger. <laughs> like, remember, like, they did, like we watched... The Terminator and the, <laughs> yes, the yes. younger Arnold from yeah, the first the Gen- Terminator Genesis, kind of what, like. Genesis, what you call it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I was so amazed there. Yeah, I like it better anyway. So yeah, it's not perfect. It's not. It, I cannot say that it's a. It's a completely perfect. And there is so so for the friendship, it's a great movie. But for aging, there is a a whole other great examples of movies and I can I can give free examples for any listeners or something that maybe are interested um, the the most obvious one of course I, I would think is uh, like R- R- Richard Linklater's movies like Boyhood and the Before Trilogy or, yeah. um, they are great examples of how to do a story about age and time yeah, but these guys are old and they can't wait 30 years more. <laughs> well, <laughs> Linkla, they're new to start it <laughs> early <laughs> enough. Okay, you know, we so, don't quarrel. So, yeah, yeah. So, we don't. But that's what I mean. Like, he, he, yeah. he did okay. it in a very, so very practical best. way. But then also, if, without like going into this crazy Linkla, projects, Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America is a great example of like going from childhood to mm-hmm. old age and yeah. and it has Robert De Niro in it. Like he did it, he did this movie already 
Yeah, but young. For that, like young, yeah, of course. But he, he, he was um, mm. like that's what I meant. Like that's where this movie was supposed, like, should have been done maybe in that time. And mm. and then uh, uh, also another one that is kind of about the time, whole lifetime, uh, mm. where you use different actors, um, and it really it actually gives a whole point by itself to the movie is. Uh, Perry Jenkins' Moonlight, because um, you, he used three different actors for different different times yeah. for his movie. Yeah, and they the, are completely uh, different looking. Exactly, yeah. and that's the whole point of the movie, which is the, yeah. one of the most brilliant thing about that movie is that you can see it as one character, but you can also see it that this is the story of so many people. It, it it's like it's so beautiful how he can yeah. universalize a story by he using three different actors. You don't cinema, have, yeah. That that's that's cinema. That's like how you utilize mm. the magic of cinema. Yeah, that's beautiful what you said. Yeah. So that this so and 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 I can give a, a at the end because we have been going on for some time. I can uh, bring you another interesting idea about this, the magic of cinema. Oh, yeah. By using Irishman okay. as an example. So the, okay. what is the, um, um, what kind of po- came out to me in this movie at the end was some very interesting concept that um, it's kind of a fascinating plot or narration in the sense that Robert De Niro in the very beginning of the movie he sits in the the whole movie is told by him sitting at the elderly house yeah at the home and he's it's it's shot as if a documentary interview where he's talking off camera to somebody and we never know who and it mm-hmm. feels like he's he's telling the story to the audience as a like a documentary or something. It's kind of strange. I love the beginning when they go into the house and we are not we don't know where where the camera goes. Yeah. And it ends in this there. Yeah, and then you the see him hero. from the behind. Yeah. And it's it's so wonderful how it kind of reveals All those the, rooms before that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> So he, he he's telling the story, and, and it's very beautiful how, how the language also is that he starts by talking about painting houses, like as if kind of a cover up. But then he starts to reveal much more openly about the nature of his life, and explaining and and we see it in the film like very plainly what happens, like yeah. it's it's the truth. We see the truth. We nobody knows what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Mm. But now we know we are revealed the truth. It's a kind of mm. a confession, yeah. you know. Um, so, and and they make it very clear throughout the movie this kind of uh, loyalty to each other that you don't rat out, you don't. When you go to jail, you never say a word, and they make a big thing about him. Didn't that he didn't testify anything in the court. He uses like the fifth amendment or something. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what those amendments like. I don't know. It's like, like the Ten Commandments <laughs> or something. No, no, I remember. <laughs> I I know, yeah. I know, but I don't remember them. So anyway, so um, I I, I it, it kind of 
it kind of jumped out to me at the very end when he's confronted he's at the he's <laughs> he's going around <laughs> choosing his coffin <laughs> and his grave <laughs> and they are talking about kind of a catholic worldview of afterlife and um they this policeman come to talk to Robert yeah. De Niro and they ask him like one last time like dude everybody's dead <laughs> You are not protecting anymore anybody. <laughs> Very fun. And and Robert De Niro just doesn't say anything. Because he's not a rat. It's it's not anymore it never have been only about protection, it's about loyalty to this idea. Maybe To the idea even because there's nobody left. Yeah, exactly. So maybe you could also talk about some kind of like Catholic idea of afterlife that he he still feels because he just before we talked about afterlife that maybe there's af- beyond the grave also some kind of like retribution for it like so, so maybe God also it, goes by the rules that you don't rat yeah yeah heaven. like maybe Even Al Pacino if you killed millions of people yeah well that was the like the, the weirdest thing about <laughs> yeah. the whole movie was this priest thing and anyway yeah yeah but, but you never understand the religion yeah so yeah so yeah. So anyway, so um, when when he was like, he, he, he doesn't rat out and he's like so proud of himself. And we are supposed to be proud of him mm. because he didn't rat out. But to me, I, I suddenly realized in that moment that, but like that, 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 that actually is kind of a weird expectation from us to be like, that we would, should have be proud of him because he just confessed the whole thing to us. Yeah. <laughs> the whole movie for three and a half hours he has been confessing all of these sins to us and we know all of it Yeah. so he did rat out in that <laughs> sense but the interesting thing is is that 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 that, that, that we don't notice that and it's easy for us to tap him on the shoulders because mm-hmm. um we are kind of with him. We, 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 as if we were part of the mobsters. We, we were part up, of. We grew to him. Yeah, we were like, mm. like some kind of audience was some kind of ghost mm. hovering around him, watching him, all of his, observing him. Like we were, like as if the audience is some kind of a cosmic jury. Because mm. we are judging him. We are. Observing him, yeah, and we are, all the way, and we are kind of mm. judging the moral of of his life, and he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that there's this audience, <laughs> kind of, or maybe he does because he was talking to us in the. That's 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 the weird thing about it, and th- th- this is the this is the magic of cinema to me is that it, the, the, the this the magic allows us to be this cosmic jury without actually having to be involved in mm-hmm. in it in any way. We are not participating in his horrible actions or we are not present in his universe. We are just mm-hmm. observing it. And then even though he we it he like literally confessed it, he did it beyond his reality. Yeah yeah. And yeah, exactly. and we were able to be part of it without actually touching anything of it. Wow, yeah. You know, and that's... Yeah, and that's, that's that's the... Maybe that the magic of that film. Really. 
That's yeah. why it's so great. Exactly, and that that to me is is something that happens always with movies. That's what movies allows us to do is to step into these lives mm. and what's the most like intimate moments of characters like Gloria in Chile mm. to be yeah. part of her life. <laughs> so thousands of people have been part of this 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 normal person in Chile, this woman mm. who is living such a such a banal life. Yeah. You know? And think about shoplifters. We, are, I always think about they are eating there in, inside that house. Nobody around knows that they are all there eating that meal every evening together. Yeah. In that house, until they found it out. Uh, so yeah, exactly. And and then this is this is something that Haneke is so conscious while he's making movies. He mm-hmm. he thinks about this a lot, and he already made a big statement of that in his funny games where he, he did got yeah, us involved. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he drew the curtain mm. off the, the fourth wall and he he made us realize that we are participating in some level and mm. and that, that's a very interesting aspect of cinema. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, really good. That's a good place to finish. Yes. So... Irish Man was very good. I highly recommend anybody to see it. Don't don't be scared of the length. Yeah, yeah. Watch it from beginning to the end. Yeah, study the editing. I mm-hmm. I I started to I I almost started to feel like I want to start like 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 learning editing more and and go into editing because watching like these kind of movies. Yeah. I, I get so fascinated about it. Like there's there's something a magic happening there that mm. makes this kind of movie work while everything mm. about it says that it kind of shouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> or I, I shouldn't be able to like enjoy this as much as I'm, I am. Yeah, I also watch the staging, like all the clothes and where furnishings and houses and where where it's filmed, the places where it's filmed no the cinematography yeah yeah and 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 because like uh, that's mm. my comment about the cinematography before maybe mm. one last comment is that like why i said kind of half and half that it's it's great because of the lights and the composition of many shots and stuff but it kind of forgets sometimes the camera forgets that the actors are actually old and mm. it's sometimes kind of like joe pesky in the stairs and a uh, good example for example is like when Robert De Niro has to be like physically violent mm. like uh, the shopkeeper scene yeah 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 it doesn't come across as like a physically young like yeah. young like strong man and if the mm. camera would kind of remember that and and just place itself like differently and kind of like I, you think you they know, didn't think maybe, about it oh okay I, well that's what I said earlier is that when they talked about it in the in the in the Netflix discussion and stuff you really get the sense that they kind of like they they had to there, there was a supervisor next to sources who when when the very first day they told the story that when the very first day when Al Pacino was shooting there is the scene where he yells at the TV about the Kennedy family mm. and he gets up and he goes to the kitchen because he cannot watch it anymore Mm. And the supervisor came up to sources and said, "He has to do it a little bit more 
you know, with strength. Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. not supposed to be an old man, and you yeah. know, and they, they, yeah. as Orses said, like, well, you tell it to Al Pacino, <laughs> <laughs> and you you can you can see it really in the end that he's an old guy, mm. and and you, you can I think it's it's it, it was very I I don't think that the these best friends. Mm. Who are making this film like Joe Pesky and Al Pacino, Rob De Niro, and sources mm. like they are really like this friend group making this film together, and they don't really see it because they don't think about it themselves that they are like old, and other people yeah, have to yeah, kind of remind them. Fascinating thought that they don't see themselves, but to end it with a wonderful thought about Hollywood that now when there will be Oscars. We will have actually that king of comedy, um, um, Robert De Niro in Joker, no, and and Robert De Niro in this one, and Tarantino is mixed up with it also. What I wanted to, what I wanted to give the shout out is to is to the because you always talked about that 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 that. that about the fact that in the in the movies that they don't have um it's, it sometimes feels like we don't appreciate old actors yeah you know that they they don't have really have a place in movies so well and it's kind of kind of noticeable to see when you you see like a movie about old people mm. and it's really nice to see that in Irishman these old actors instead of uh having like young actors who put on old face makeup you have old people old actors who put on young character makeup because the cgi was it is like a makeup for them yeah. in a way yeah. and that that's nice to see it just didn't really work because of the physical if the camera would uh, notice it more and kind of work with it, it it could have fixed many things and stuff like you don't even have to replace the actor or something like this but it felt like it's just kind of forget about it and shows in the end yeah. so it's not it's not a perfect film but it's near perfect god damn it it's amazing movie yeah great yeah so thank you for the discussion <laughs> yeah thank you okay so bye 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 Original music for our team was made by Kevin MacLeod. If you would like to get more content for each episode, I recommend checking our website mothersandmovies.com. And if you liked our show, please rate it on iTunes and share it with your friends. That would be really nice. Thanks a lot and bye.